Hello and welcome back. So, um, as I said in my last mini podcast, uh, this podcast is all about uh, friends and family and how technology has helped or hindered um, us during this kind of uh, time of pandemic. Um, I have my friendly teenager here who is going to be um, talking about her experiences from her perspective of her generation. Say hello, friendly teenager. Hello. <laughs> um, so we've been in lockdown now for 12 weeks, three months. I've lost count. You've lost count. Yeah. yeah. I think we've all lost count. I a stopped bit. after about three weeks. Oh, I just God. gave up. <laughs> um, and I just wanted, because when I see you with technology, usually when I come home from work, uh, in the olden days, as a generation Xer, uh, you'd walk in, who's <laughs> laughing, um, you'd walk in the house, there'd be bags dumped all over the place, there'd be shoes dumped all over the place, and you could usually tell in your hallway who was here and who wasn't here. And one thing that I've noticed, um, that's no longer the case. You do have friends round. To be fair, they do usually leave before you get here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you probably don't know how many people I have around. I usually have like three a week. <laughs> so they all scarper before yeah. I get here. Oh, okay. Usually. Um, but one thing I do notice is that as soon as I walked in, um, you'd be sitting either, you know, doing your homework or playing Minecraft. And you have these kind of bodies on your phone and you all just kind of sit there doing nothing, kind of looking at each other. It's kind of quite weird well i think it's quite weird well it's it's because you're walking in the middle of a conversation to be fair so it's it's like you kind of gotta stop for a minute i suppose um but yeah like usually when i get home i do usually call someone but that's just kind of for company uh-huh. um but i think it's very different now because i'm calling them for very different reasons like i'm not just getting home from school now I'm home alone for a bit, I'll just call someone to keep me company. It's a lot more like I haven't seen them for 12 weeks. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, how has technology, because you said, you know, friends because I haven't seen, seen them for te- week, 10 weeks or, or 12 weeks. I mean, how has technology helped you stay in touch? How has it helped you maintain your friendships? Um, I think it's helped me because I've been able to com- communicate a lot more and work out ways to see them um but i'm not the most keen on communicating through technology i know that sounds weird coming from a teenager but you always have your mobile in your hand you always i know but i'm always doing something that isn't really communication linked i just i i kind of just always have it okay i don't know what i spend my time doing on it um but i always i just find like Talking to someone online is never the same as talking to them in person. Like, you can't... Because, obviously, you can't tell emotions that they're feeling. So, through text, they could say, okay. And that could mean five different things. They could be mad at you. They could be, oh, okay, that's great. They could be... There's a there's a million different... Well, maybe not a million, but there's a load of different possibilities. Whereas, in person, you can tell if they're getting narky with you. Oh, right. I find that really interesting because you've you've been used to kind of technology since since kind of day one and i mean i didn't get a mobile phone until i was 
you know, kind of 24. And even then it was like the Nokia ones with like the snake yeah. game. Um, and so you couldn't, you didn't have all this kind of smart thing uh, where you could FaceTime each other mm -hmm. and kind of see kind of the whites of each other's eyes. And so I thought, you know, that that's your usual way. Um, I mean, yeah, but I think just because it's usual doesn't mean it's good. Okay. Because you can usually, I'm trying to think of a bad usual now, you can <laughs> usually walk somewhere as a commute but that doesn't mean it's a good commute does that make sense like if you have to walk somewhere long i don't know um <laughs> yeah I, th I think that's a bit of a ramble but anyway <laughs> but um just because i like, i feel like i've grown up with it but it's become so much of a normal that it's annoying because everyone's just like oh just text me i'm like well i'd rather you just stay here for like an extra half an hour and we can have the conversation but Right. obviously that's not the case at the moment so it's i find it a lot harder to be able to communicate with people because i just don't feel like they are on the same side of the conversation i feel like it is just through a screen mm -hmm. and when you're saying something through a screen there is like people a couple years ago lol was a massive thing laugh yeah. out loud yeah i think there was probably a one in 20 chance people use that when they were actually like physically laughing out loud the rest of the time they're just like huh lol and just moved on with their day so it's obviously a bit like yeah yeah it's a lot more like Meh, that could be funny in certain contexts but it just doesn't seem to have the same effect to me okay okay i find, I find that really interesting because i'm i'm terrible for keeping in touch yeah you you have to give it like three to five business days before you get a reply on text oh rude it's true <laughs> oh really yes well for start off my mobile phone is usually at the bottom of my handbag and it's also went out the battery. <laughs> That's not an excuse, you can charge it. Yeah, but you see, my first proper mobile phone was a 6210. They were awesome in terms of they would last for a week at least. I'll get you one for Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> But these days, I mean, mobile phones... They last five minutes and the battery's gone. I mean, I suppose. Yeah, fair dues. So yeah. if I'm not using my mobile phone on a regular basis, then it's going to be dead and I'm not going to know about it. So, mean, so in some ways, I can see how that can hinder because, yeah. you know, people people might be ringing me. Mm, not really. But, you know, they might be ringing me and go, where is she? I think I've probably got the reputation. It's like just... Yeah. use the landline or yeah and i think for me um i don't probably use technology to to its full advantage to stay in touch mm -hmm. um so mobile phones haven't been a great although saying that whatsapp yeah has been good although i never use whatsapp so i think that's a very big difference <laughs> so what what kind of okay so what kind of apps and things would you use so I, I quite like Facebook, but apparently... I I'm don't understand Facebook. How it, do you not understand Facebook? It just... I don't understand how it works. Like, there's there's three different ways to look at people's posts, but then if you like the post, it then ends up on your account, but you didn't post it. So how does that work? I don't know. You You're see, asking an orthodontal. <laughs> see, when you sit back and think about the logistics, it makes absolutely no sense. Right. Because I usually... I probably use five apps 
I always have. Well, I say I always. I usually have Spotify on, listening to music. Yeah. Well, that's a music app. It's not a social keeping media. Social. Well, so uh, is social media the same as a music app? Um. You see, this is the other thing. I think no. I think there are apps that you can link music and socials together. However, it's not really that. Right. And that's more just for streaming. Um, but I'd probably use two communi- two apps purely for communication. Which are? Snapchat and just like normal iMessage. Oh, like old school Like text- old school texting, yeah. Is that a thing now? I mean, yeah, you can play games and everything. So you mean we've gone from the full kind of... Full blown know, sweep. Oh my gosh. So we've gone from like Facebook being the only way to communicate. Yeah. And then it went to... It's was it WhatsApp? WhatsApp. 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 Who knows? Yeah. Um, and then it went to kind of Snapchat. Yeah. And now it's gone back to just plain old text. Yeah. Wow. But I've I've found I only really text two main people, which I don't know if it's just the lockdown that has made me realise that, but okay. <laughs> I'm only keeping in touch with two people. I mean, I check in on others, but it just, uh, you need the right kind of person to have a long text conversation because it's just so, dare I say, boring. I know that sounds weird coming out of a, once again, a teenager mouth, but it's just boring sitting and like just trying to make up a conversation because when you're in person you can just talk about anything but it just it doesn't seem the same so even though you've got all these great technological tools it doesn't replace that kind of sitting with someone yeah it doesn't it doesn't replace getting a nando's with your best friend or that's that's the only thing i seem to do (laughs) or walking around shops yeah because like then you've kind of got like the not the intimacy but like you've got the like relationship forming whereas when you're texting someone you can text anyone well maybe not anyone that's not a great thing to say but like you can text a range of people Uh and you can have a conversation with them but if you met them like properly you wouldn't have the same connection so i think it's just because this is the thing, I mean, I, I, you kind of see social media and I'm, I'm kind of looking at, you know, Facebook in particular mm-hmm. and it's all about how many followers you have. Oh, Twitter, you know, how many followers do you have? How many likes do Twitter's you get? Twitter's another one I don't understand. Oh, is that a kind of oldies one as well? No, I've only got it because um, I get like updated emails about the school's closed on a snow day or something. That's the only reason I've got it. And I'm not even joking. <laughs> okay, okay. So the there is a piece, and you know, everyone will be different. Everyone will want or use different kind of communication tools. Yes. Um. So you know, if, if we, I keep going back to Facebook because that's the one I probably know the most about, and that's now seen as kind of you know for the oldies and for the grannies, so they can keep up with what grandchild is, you know bust their front tooth or you know is wanting a medal in a rowing competition or i mean i was gonna go for karate but we can go with rowing if you want yeah we can go <laughs> i just feel like karate is just the one where they're like holding their orange belt yeah going yay <laughs> i don't know Woo! and the mother's like oh my my 
XYZ. It's so brilliant today. I'm so proud. So proud. So proud. <laughs> and I know that's. Could the be... thing is, I'm laughing because I've done exactly yeah. the same. And that probably could be seen as stereotyping, but it's genuinely what Facebook yeah. have used for them at, like, at the time. Cause, well, not at the time, that sounds like ages ago. But at the moment, because everyone's just like, oh, how brilliant. Because it's kind of like. Oh, I'd, it's like a wrestling ring for mothers. Like, oh, like you kind of maybe a boxing <laughs> ring because like you've got two different corners. Mummying. Yeah, basically it's just competitive because you're like, well, my daughter did this. Well, my son did this, and he won a regional championship. But my daughter is going to nationals, and it's just very competitive. Oh God, that is so me. Exactly, it's just it's a really competitive place that I just don't think we're quite ready for as Gen Z. <laughs> because <laughs> because that's really interesting and i think you know there's been lots and lots of debate around how social media um causes more problems yes yes because there's all this you know you only present your best life mm-hmm. uh, i mean yeah. god how many times have you seen facebook's about oh look at the dinner i've prepared today uh, and this is jamie's or you know what mm. i've done it myself you know mm. it's uh, I, i'm thinking of um dad's 40th birthday cake yeah. where i made it you know to look like a, a lego house that, but that was good that, i know it was the good. one that sprung to my mind when you were talking <laughs> about that was my first plat bread i made although i don't really think that has the same effect because i wasn't trying to post it for points i think you were yeah um but you know brownie points were bagged um but i think looping back to my problem of you can't tell what people really mean online i think mm. it does cause a great issue and at the moment it will be a great issue because you can't tell what people are saying so you can be having a conversation with someone it can go rapidly downhill because someone yeah. said something the wrong way that's yeah. in like i don't know what you call them when you do the bunny is in, oh, inverted uh, commas. commas yeah the wrong way um but it just it doesn't seem right at the moment but i think it's also kind of dare i say like propping the country up because i think if this happened mm. 30 years ago and take is that oh, oh gosh if it had happened in the 80s i think we all would have been stuffed was that sarcasm or not no i think we would because yeah because you've got no contact with the outside world at all apart from your family and i think the the one good thing about like technology is it can be used as a distraction so say i'm in a mood with you as you always are well you did eat my cake so take the example that I cut myself a very nice big slice of cake that I baked myself earlier that day. Oh, but you didn't put on Facebook for your brownie points. <laughs> I don't have Facebook. Once again, no, I do. Once again, I use it for pictures of rowing. That <laughs> okay. is, of me. Anyways, Anyways, I ate your cake. Get over so it. So she ate my cake. What, what was I using the analogy for again? I have no idea. <laughs> I've genuinely forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we've used that the technology has cropped oh, up yes yeah. um so, <laughs> so she ate my cake and i'm like oh well you ate my cake and then she's like well you're acting like a toddler because i ate your cake i can then go into a different room text <laughs> x text my best friend and be like oh 
my mum just ate my cake. I am not a happy bunny. And like, that's not nice. Instead of just kind of sitting there and grumping for like half an hour and then eventually just growling at each other and getting on with life. But I think if that was constantly, I think there would be some big family rows. But I think it is kind of propping the country up in the way that you've got an escape from... So it feels like you can expand further than your household without okay. actually leaving the house. Yeah, no, I get that, which, you know, is is a benefit. I think if it had happened in the 80s, I mean, for a start-off, you were never allowed to use the phone. So, yeah. you, you know, the, the phone was held sacrosanct in the hall and you didn't use it just in case someone might call. Now, the irony that if you think every household in the country is like, don't use the phone just in case someone calls, yeah. no one would use the phone. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, and if someone phoned you after nine o'clock, it was like, oh, who's dead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's kind of rules like that. Um, I, I think it would have been a lot harder. I mean, for example, mm. we couldn't do online shopping. We couldn't... Um, <laughs> This is making me think how much money I've spent on my shopping, but we're gonna ignore that fact. <laughs> okay, we're, we're gonna move on. We can we can deal with that one in sports and leisure. Um, one of our other <laughs> one podcasts. of my hobbies. <laughs> and um, you know, so you couldn't just phone your friends up, and um, you know, you couldn't. I'm just trying. Working from home would be more difficult because we've all now got laptops and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think it would be a really, I think it would be a harder pandemic. Yeah, and I and that sounds stupid considering that it's a pandemic. Yeah, but it would definitely have a more difficult aspect. Yeah, because you wouldn't be able to do anything. So it was funny because I was talking to uh, one of our neighbours who was alive during World War Two. Yeah. Um. So she's well into her nineties now, uh, and during one of our socially distanced, responsible conversations, make sure you get that in. Make sure you get that one in. Um. She, I, I, I said, you know, what did you do during the Spanish flu? Because people forget about you know mm -hmm. the, that major pandemic that happened after World War Two that killed i think it was something like 50 million people yeah uh, i mean the death toll was was higher than the two world wars put together and and you know they didn't have all that technology that we have today and she said we just got on with it you yeah. just got on with life you just and if you got it you got it and if you didn't you were lucky mm -hmm. uh, but there was none of this kind of social distancing or lockdown and i suppose they couldn't because their life was they didn't have those tools to be able to not yeah you had to be hand in hand with each other to work it yeah but absolutely i think at the moment as well they're taking a lot of precautions but i think the problem with the precautions is it gives people a reason to want to take risks right. which sounds silly and it probably doesn't go anywhere towards the social media topic i apologize but there's a lot more people especially the further on it gets like well it was early on as well that i, I must say there's a p couple of people from my school but they're kind of just like oh well i won't catch it and there's yeah. a lot of that aspect of risk yeah. whereas in those days if there weren't any precautions taken there wouldn't yeah. be any problems or any backlash but i think at the same time 
You're pointing your finger at me, go on. No, no, I was, I was, I was cutting through there because there's great psychological research into how people cope with pandemics and how they cope with disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the, the three stages uh, to people's coping strategy. The first stage is the heroic stage. Everyone clubs together, you know, they're trying to sort it out and whatnot. And that probably lasts about a month or so. Yep. And then you've got the honeymoon stage where everyone kind of has built that sense of community and we're all looking after each other and, you know, we're all doing our best and isn't it great? And that, that kind of, there's a sense of optimism that probably lasts about, well, in, in the article I was reading, that finished the end of May. Mm-hmm. And we're now into what's known as the disillusionment stage. And that's, that's where, good. yeah, no, it, it doesn't sound good. It's where people just start going, well, yeah, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. Yes. And I'm just going to carry on with what I want. Yeah. So people get fed up with their leaders, fed up with having to. Well, I don't blame them. I'm, I'm not going to get political on, on the podcast. Yes. Um, but they, they do get <laughs> yeah. fed up with the, the situation. They're looking to kind of take more risks um, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, so so there's good there's research around that, and yeah. that doesn't surprise me that your friends are reacting in that way. But I think back to technology and wrapping it up. I think because we have rambled on about <laughs> everything under the sun, probably apart from technology. Um, but I think technology is a very difficult one to talk about. Oh no, not technology. Social media is a very difficult one to talk about. Because it's helped in the way that it's kind of brought people together to be able to communicate with each other. But it's Mm. also, there's a very fine line between communicating and getting into like the argument and like fringing away and like falling into disagreements. Because you, there's, you can't really tell with social media what's happening. Yeah. And Uh, there's a lot of things, like, said, and... So I think it's hard to make a decision whether it's been good or bad at this moment in time. I don't think it needs to be either. I mean, if we we look at kind of what we've done with with our families, um, I mean, it's been good in that we've had the pub quizzes. Yeah. um, With uh, Dad's side of the family. So technology is... You know, we would have never, ever done that. Yeah. Although we used to go and do the pub quiz on a Thursday yeah. night. Um, I mean, we had the virtual Sunday dinner. We had the virtual Sunday dinner, which we were going to do a couple of times, but that didn't really work because... You couldn't see everyone. <laughs> one, you couldn't see anyone. And then we had our dinner, we were waiting, but we didn't realise that my sister dished out the dinner and they had all started eating. And then once they finished eating, they just kind of got up and left. And so it didn't feel like a... A meal. A meal, uh, as you as you would yeah. kind of sit down as a community. Um, I think the WhatsApp groups that we've had, uh-huh. um, okay. Um, one member of the family has been a bit odd on it. Yes, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I know exactly who you're talking about from that. Um, and that's probably because they maybe are a bit young. Yeah. In, in terms of using WhatsApp. Um, but then, you know, the groups have been... I think they've been helpful because where's probably... If I was going to 
have a telephone conversation or think, oh, what do I need to talk about? Yeah. And have a reason for phoning. With the WhatsApp group, you can just like post silly emojis yeah. or, you know, kind of stuff like that. Or, or have that kind of those very quick conversations. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. What's um, for dinner? What's for dinner? That's a quick conversation. That's quick, okay. But yeah, I think social media is been good and it's been bad so i think if we were going to put it on a scale of what's this get helped or hindered i think it would kind of be kind of in a middle yeah well I, that's what i was saying i don't i don't think there's no man's land yeah that it hasn't helped or hindered mm-hmm. either one side or the other but i think it's just it, it's nice to think it's about put a plaster on the bigger problem oh that's a bit profound i know feel like i'm gonna have to explain that now but <laughs> i'm just gonna let that sink in and you can find your own reasoning that can be something to think about for the day putting a plaster on a bigger problem <laughs> social media there we go okay so yeah we've we've for the family and friends uh, i think you know in, in conclusion have we moved topics no 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 because oh. that's what we were talking about family and friends and social media okay uh, you know high technology <laughs> yeah what did you think, I thought we completely moved topics and I've just been talking about the wrong thing for the last like 20 minutes. <laughs> no, um, so it's it's helped us to stay in touch with our families. Yes. Um, in some ways, uh, technology has helped us do things that we wouldn't necessarily do. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly yeah. during this, I mean, the tools have been there, but while we've had this pandemic, we've yeah. then been able to use them to kind of, I don't know, hunker down and, yeah. and have our tribe. Um, but technology at this point cannot replace the the actual physicality of being with someone yeah. and just kind of sitting with them and, and being there in the moment. Um, I don't think it ever will, to be fair. Holograms might do it. But with holograms, you can't, like physically feel them so you can't like hug them oh yeah it's the hug factor yes Ooh. hug more hug for more than 20 seconds and it releases and dopamine what's dopamine is dopamine the happy drug dopamine's the happy drug dopamine dopamine, dopamine. <laughs> um but hug for more than 20 seconds and it releases dopamine not to make anyone jealous at the moment because i know social distancing but yeah just but I wonder. Oh gosh, we're going off on a. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, I, no, I right think here. we should stop this and <laughs> we can. But 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 I wonder if, and that's the why. This is why technology cannot the completely area. replace being someone. Is that chemical release that we need as humans? Yes, I agree. Oh. Anyways. Oh, oh? no. We'll leave it there for right. Just to say, I know a great psychological study for that about um, monkeys and how they were abandoned in a little box and they were given two wire meshes, one with milk and one with a soft furry material that felt and smelt like their mothers, and they starved themselves to death because they kept cuddling the um, fabric. For an experiment, they killed monkeys. Well, the the monkeys refused to feed because it just wanted to be with its mum. And therefore, the power of love Must is stronger. Must be love. 
Love, love. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Thank you for um, listening to. Wait, yeah. you, do, you do the exit. Okay, I'll do the exit. Oh, do you want to do the exit? Um, no. No. <laughs> uh, so, thank you for, for listening to our, our ramblings and um, hope you enjoyed them. Um, as I said, lived experience is very different for, uh, for us all. We'll all have our different perspectives on them. But we've just shared how kind of technology has helped with our lived experience and, and how we've stayed connected with friends and family. So next podcast we'll do, uh, we'll look at uh, community and, and how we've stayed connected with our wider community. So until then, take care, look after yourselves. And, and we'll see you. Oh, damn it. I thought you were going to say the same thing as me. And we'll see, see you, you later. S- see you later. Ah, right, we'll work that out. Bye. <laughs>